0: Welcome back to Calling All Sports. This portion of the show is brought to you by Arby's, Overhead Door, Great Life Health and Fitness, Lewis Drug, Furniture Mart USA, and Fireplace Pros.
1: And by Vance Thompson Vision. I've talked about Vance so many times in the past. Thrilled to have them as one of our partners on the show for the last couple of years. I've known Vance forever. He's the best in the world at what he does. and. Over the last couple of years, we've had several of his his uh, docs on the air with us, getting to know him a little better. And today we get to do that again as Dr. Spencer Morton joins us. And, Spence, you're down in, in South Sioux City, right, in the uh, Dakota Dunes complex down there? Uh,
2: you're close, uh, Mark. We're, we are in South Sioux City. We're actually uh, just across the bridge uh, on the Nebraska side right next to the Marriott Hotel uh, that has, uh, you know, the Cahill's restaurant in it. We're at the new uh, Riverview Surgery Center up on the second floor. Nice. So not in the Dakota Dunes, but but uh, right next door. Yeah,
1: close. Okay. That's yep. good to yep. know. Hey, uh, welcome to the show. Glad to have you on here. This is wonderful. Um, you're an East Coast guy. You grew up in Pennsylvania. So I'm curious how you and your wife ended up in, in Iowa. Because I moved out here. Uh, 45 years ago with the intention of being here for two years, and that was 45 years ago. <laughs> well,
2: you know, I we actually moved out here with the intention of being here for four years, uh, you know, because believe it or not, my, my wife and I are actually uh, middle school sweethearts. We met in sixth grade, and I had a crush on her immediately. Uh, it took her a little while to come around <laughs> and agree, uh, but you know we stayed together all through middle school we went to the the same middle school but then we actually went to separate high schools and then uh separate colleges as well uh and uh, but you know stayed together through the whole thing I, and got married shortly after uh college and then you know when i was in medical school i ultimately decided that i wanted to be an eye surgeon and you know uh you know wanted to go where i could learn how to be the very best eye surgeon possible and after i interviewed at a bunch of different locations i went to the university of iowa and kind of right away I just felt at home with the location, with the people, and with the program. And so, you know, the plan was, you know, we, we both grew up in the same town in southeastern Pennsylvania, and the plan was go to Iowa, uh, you know, get the best surgical training I could possibly get, and then, uh, you know, go back home and raise a family where, you know, where we both grew up. But, Mark, you know, as it seems like it happens with so many people, Shortly after moving to Iowa, outside of Iowa City, you know, it, it didn't take long. It was maybe six months where I just, we just both fell into this level of comfort, you know, with the pace of life, the, the people, uh, how friendly everybody was. And I just found it was such an easy place to feel rested and be happy. And I don't think either one of us wanted to say it first, uh, you know, but eventually at the dinner table, I said, hey, how would you feel about just staying out here? And she kind of uh, immediately relaxed. I was like, yes, you know, I, I think that this would be so good for our family. And so I'm with you. We didn't intend on, uh, staying out here when we first came out, but it's been an absolute blessing and I wouldn't change anything. I feel like I'm, I'm, I'm living my dream right now, Mark.
1: That's awesome. Yeah. I was just back, back in the Boston suburb of, of Sherbourne where I grew up here two Sundays ago for my 50th high school class reunion. And uh, that was wow. a blast, but the, the traffic in, you know, driving I-95 was oh, yeah. absolutely, I I don't miss that at all. I was so glad to get home, and I'm guessing no, it's kind yeah, of the just, same thing yeah. when you go back to Pennsylvania, right?
2: Absolutely. Just, just like, the pace of life is noticeably different. It seems like everybody's always in a hurry, even if they don't really have anywhere to be, uh, you know, and, and, yes, when I hear people complain about traffic out here, I still just kind of smile because I'm like, man, if you only knew what, what traffic is really like. And I mean, even if you compare a place like Boston or Philadelphia to like LA, we don't even know what they're talking about, you know, because they got the real stuff. But yeah, it's, it's really nice to not have to sit in traffic anymore and just drive where you need to be.
1: Dr. Spencer Morton's our guest. Uh, he is with Vance Thompson Vision down in South Sioux City, Iowa, uh, or actually South Dakota. But you're a Now, what is the exact address? Are you, you are South Sioux City, right?
2: We are South Sioux City, and believe it or not, we are actually uh, on the Nebraska side.
1: Okay. It's Uh, North Sioux City is in South Dakota. I knew better
2: North. that. That took me about, you know, four months to realize when I was talking to people around here because, you know, I always told people, yeah, we live north of of Sioux City. And people were like, oh, on the South Dakota side. I was like, no, no, we live north of Sioux City on the Iowa side. And it took me a while to realize Sioux City is Iowa, South Sioux City is Nebraska. North Sioux City of South Dakota. Right. So, uh, but we gotta figure it out. Yeah, we're actually just barely on the, uh, Nebraska side. Um, and, uh, you know, did you, did you wanna, the address is, uh, 201
1: East 4th Street in South Sioux City. Okay. You're in Nebraska. I knew that because your, your basketball, your girls basketball team there over the years has been like, there were years that they were ranked in the top 25 in the USA Today polls in South Sioux City, Nebraska.
2: Yeah, I know that, uh, I know there's some banners hanging up downtown if you drive through. I think that they they had some pretty good squads through the years.
1: Yeah, they're pretty legitimate banners. Uh, Kelly Flynn's team used to play Fred Tibbetts' Roosevelt team out of Sioux Falls, and they literally were two of the best teams in the country. It was, it was a fun rivalry that they had, and, and, uh, yeah. So you, you live in a place where there's been some athletic excellence, and you're, sounds like you're a pretty active guy, right?
2: Yeah, 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 and I was uh, I was an athlete, you know, growing up uh, my whole life
1: uh and you know, I played
2: uh, pretty much every sport you could imagine, but the ones that I, you know, settled on loving the most were actually uh lacrosse and football. Uh you know, lacrosse is still very much an east coast and west coast sport, but uh really a really a fun game, but my my true love was was playing football and I played in high school and uh, was a wide receiver and outside linebacker and just absolutely loved it. But, you know, got a couple of concussions, and so I had to sort of look at some of those recruiting letters and just decide probably better to protect my brain long-term. You only get one of those. And so decided not to play in college, but I still miss it. I, I loved my time playing
1: football. Who was your favorite player growing up being an Eagles fan?
2: Not even close. Brian Dawkins was my was easily my favorite football player of all time. I just loved the amount of – intensity that he would bring to the game and you know if you see interviews with people that have played with him they all talk about how his intensity would elevate their intensity because they would just be trying to rise up to meet the level that he was bringing to the game and just the way that he approached defense as you know being smart but just being violently aggressive when you get to the ball I think it was a uh, it was a his the way he played safety I think kind of changed the game.
1: He was a great player. There's no question about that. He was awesome. Good person, too. Uh, how, how, how about your dislike for the Steelers as an Eagles fan? How intense was that?
2: Not as intense as my dislike for the Dallas Cowboys. Uh, you know, but uh, but, but yeah, I actually never really minded the, the Pittsburgh Steelers until I went to college. and Because you know, it was kind of like you know, we're on the Philly side of the state, they're on the Pittsburgh side of the state we don't do a lot of playing one another so right. it's not really like an intense rivalry but once i went to state college which is kind of right in the middle of pennsylvania and it perfectly split the fans you know 50-50 of who's steelers and who's eagles fans that was kind of what i guess uh, sparked, sparked some uh maybe some jealousy in me too cuz when i was in college was the year that they went to the super bowl and uh, you know, I think that was when they uh, they beat the Cardinals in the Super Bowl on that last second tiptoe touchdown in the corner from Ben Roethlisberger. Yep. So some of, some of my anger is probably a little bit jealousy still from then, but uh, I'm settling
1: down. I'm, I'm getting over. it. Well, we're, there's some healing going on
2: uh, now that we've won a Super Bowl okay. since then
1: too. Okay, that does help. Uh, <laughs> yeah, so you went to Penn State. I I almost took a job out of college in it in the Wilkesbury TV market. Um, mm-hmm. ended up going to Rockford, Illinois instead, but I was quite intrigued because I had been covering the Nittany Lions, which, uh, it, it's still to me, I still am not used to them being in the Big Ten, but now you look at the Big Ten and it's, it's like uh, Washington and Oregon are going to be in the Big Ten. It's kind of crazy, but you talk about a, a tradition rich school, uh, for sports in general, but certainly with football, uh, you got it there. Oh yeah.
2: Yeah, that was that was one of my favorite parts of going there. You know, I was of course, uh, you know, since I'm not playing, I was a
1: huge, huge uh,
2: college football fan when I was there, and you know, piled a couple friends in the truck and would drive to some of the away games. And one of my favorite memories was, uh, you know, we drove to the horseshoe to watch Penn State play Ohio State away, uh, and I think it was, I don't know if it was 2008. It was one of those years where. I think Penn State was actually undefeated going into play Ohio, you know, Ohio State. And I knew it was going to be the biggest test of the year. And we beat Ohio State on the road in the horseshoe. And I remember coming home and thinking, gosh, all we have to do is beat Iowa. And then we'll probably be in the national championship. And that was the year that uh, I think his name was Dan Murray was the, the kicker for Iowa. And uh, Penn State lost on a last-second field goal as time expired and I'll never forget that.
1: Pretty ironic that you end up going to University of Iowa for med school, right? Yeah, yeah,
2: yeah, very ironic. You know, but I will say I I I like I said healing occurs and I came around and now if it's not uh if it's not a Penn State, uh I'm rooting for Iowa. I'm uh, even though I'm on the Nebraska side, I'm not quite yet a go big red guy. I'm still
1: a, I'm still a Hawkeye at heart yet, but there's time to change. Well, that's where you went to school. That's where it that's where your loyalty should be. Uh, Dr. Right. Sp- Dr. That's Spencer right. Morton is our guest um, with Vance Thompson Vision down in South Sioux City, Nebraska. Uh, how did what was the draw to get into your profession?
2: Yeah, that's a, that's a really good question. You know, uh, initially, you know, with my sports background and you know, loving uh, loving all things athletic, when I first got into medical school, uh, my plan was to do orthopedic surgery. I loved, you know. Uh, the idea of taking care of athletes and, you know, fixing sports injuries and that kind of thing. And, uh, you know, pretty shortly into my time at school, you know, I met a couple of people that end up being really instrumental in my life. And uh, a few people, a few of them were ophthalmologists. And I remember one of them came in in the first year of my schooling. and said, I know you guys don't know exactly what you want to do yet. Uh, I'm an ophthalmologist. I live in Ohio. And I want to let you know, I feel like I have the best job in the world. I get to go to work every day and I get to use the skills that I've developed to help people see. And if you don't know exactly what you want to do, I would encourage you to at least explore the idea of doing ophthalmology and meet as many ophthalmologists as you can and see if you can meet a single one that regrets doing it or doesn't seem happy. And I said, you know, that's a fair, that's a fair idea. And so I I did. And I started, you know, sending some emails, seeing if I could do any summer shadowing. And I found a... Um, Summer research position at the Wills Eye Institute in Philadelphia, where I did six weeks of shadowing and researching with the husband-wife team Carol and Jerry Shields, who are kind of like the world's authority on ocular oncology. And um, pretty much right away, getting to see the impact that the surgeries that we get to do have, and how um, meaningful it is. I think that it's something that if you're not careful, it becomes a little bit, uh, you know, you go through the motions. But seeing when people come in, just how vulnerable that they are and how concerned that they are. And, I mean, our sight is such a precious thing. And it's, it's, it's the thing that keeps our connection to the world so meaningful and real. And when someone is in front of you either worrying about losing that sense or having it not be as vivid as it once was, and you get to be the person that helps them, you know, keep that sense Or gain that back and just the appreciation and the relief and joy that patients can experience from having that, uh, Mark, it just never gets old. I I feel like I got to pinch myself every day when I get to go to work and do this stuff. And as soon as I saw the rubber hit the road of how that actually works on a day-to-day basis, I knew it was what I had to do.
1: Well, we all are lucky if we can have a job that you get that much reward from that's for sure um, refractive cataract surgery and minimally invasive glaucoma surgery I'm guessing then that you're seeing an awful lot of patients that are my age, and I'll just tell you that I'm past retirement age yeah
2: so so mark, you're probably right. The average age of cataract surgery in this country is actually sixty five um and so you know there's a lot of people that have cataract surgery when they're eighty five or ninety. And so, that, you, know, you know, obviously that means there's people that have it who are younger than that too. And, yeah, I, I don't, you know, do cataract surgery on a lot of 30-year-olds, you know, but, uh, yeah, typically you're in that 50 and older age range. And, you know, kind of when I think of refractive cataract surgery, I think of people who are using the opportunity of cataract surgery not only to rid themselves of the cloudy vision that's associated with cataracts, but also to have it be a refractive surgery as well. And what I mean by that is to eliminate or greatly reduce their need for glasses or contacts after the surgery. And and to some people, that's the most amazing part of the surgeries. You know, wow, it's great that I can see better now, but it's even better that I can see without glasses. And, you know, some of the technology that we have access to now, Mark, is so exciting because we can not only offer people, you know, distance vision without glasses but a lot of times we can even put in lenses that give them both distance and near vision without glasses and you know people are saying man i haven't seen this way since i was 25 and i didn't think i was going to ever be able to see this way again and so again i just feel like that you know that joy that we get to give back to people that visual joy and helping them connect with the world around them is just so rewarding and you know on the on the glaucoma side of things the minimally invasive glaucoma surgery side of things uh, you're right. It's usually also a disease that is more common and more prevalent as we get more candles on the birthday cake. Um and oftentimes is something that we can diagnose and treat at the same time as the cataract. So we're already going in there to do a cataract surgery and we can help uh, you know, manage the glaucoma at the same time and sometimes even get people off of the glaucoma medicines that they were on before the surgery. So it's a it's a it's a really nice uh tool to have also to help people that need us.
1: So I know there's a lot of my friends that have birthday candles in the same general area code as me on the cake who are listening to this. How do we know when it's time to come see you? Yeah, that's
2: a really great question, too, Mark. You know, t- some of the first complaints that people usually start to have with cataracts are uh, nighttime vision quality. You know, if I had to pick one complaint that people start to come in with, it's, you know, I'm starting to like driving at night a lot less. Uh, you know, I, 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 I'm i starting to notice that headlights coming toward me are starting to bloom and the glare is making it hard for me to see what I need to see. Uh, or just that I feel less confident and less safe driving at night, especially if it's raining or something like that. And then it's other things like, and I always feel like I need more light to read than I used to. Or I used to be able to read the ticker on the bottom of the TV and now I can't. And the new pair of glasses I just got just doesn't seem like it's doing uh, you know, what it, what it used to do. And then obviously the, 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 the kind of cop-out answer here is having a really good, uh, you know, optometrist that you see on a regular basis, who you trust and who is keeping a finger on their pulse of your eye health. And, you know, thankfully here in the Siouxland uh, area, we have such amazing optometrists. Uh, I've been blown away by the, um, by the caliber of, of optometrists that we have here and how quickly they've all gained my trust. And so I think that you know, having an optometrist that you see yearly or more than that that are routinely checking your eyes and making sure that they're healthy, they will be a great one to ask, hey, you know, I've been starting to have some of these issues. Do I have cataracts that need to be addressed? And then, you know, they can sort of uh, help weigh in on that and tell you when it's time to maybe go see a surgeon like me.
1: Dr. Spencer Morton, our guest. Uh, Spence, I... It- it seems like your big is, is archery your favorite activity.
2: Man, I uh, I would say if, if I had a week off in the fall to do nothing and my parenting responsibilities were thrown to the wayside, uh, I would be sitting in a I would be sitting in a tree stand. Uh, you know, I love I love archery just for the for the discipline you know in and of itself. But I also really love to to archery hunt. Um, you know, I, I grew up hunting is like one of the things that, that one of my core memories. Waking up early in the morning and trying to sneak out and, uh, you know, uh, be quiet and uh, sit with my dad and learn how to just, uh, sit still and uh, be with your thoughts and enjoy nature. Uh, but it, it later became more of a, of a discipline, you know, where I'd go home from, get home from work and the way I'd blow off steam is, you know, go shoot out, go shoot arrows for a half an hour or something like that. And one of the reasons I love it, Mark, is because you're never like done. you you're never just like, finished with being uh, skilled at archery I've always said like once you get good just go further and you stink again uh it's it's kind of like golf you can never fully master it if you ever feel like you do just make the shot further and it's uh you know harder and there's more variables and the arrow never lies so you you kind of forces you to um you know be focused be uh be disciplined you know, learn your fundamentals and uh you know when it when it came time to uh, start hunting once I learned archery. I, uh, I pretty much exclusively hunt now with bow and arrow because uh, to me, it's a much more exciting, um, challenge. You know, there's certainly a challenge involved in, you know, making a, I don't know, five or 600 yard shot with a rifle, but I've always felt when I'm hunting that it feels more fair if the animal has a chance to use all of its senses to defend itself. You know, if you're too far away for it to see you or smell you or hear you, um, it just doesn't quite feel as fair. And so, you know, I got into archery to hunt, but it ended up becoming just like a, a passion for me and a, and more of like a discipline and a hobby than anything else, too.
1: Well, this has been great. It flies by when we're having a fun conversation like this and our time is <laughs> up. Uh, but we'll have to do this again sometime. And I, I wish you and Lauren the best with your kids. I I can guarantee you in, in another, I won't be here in another 50 years, but you might be.
2: Well, I hope to be. Yeah, I hope to be well. I, uh, Mark, thank you so much for your time. I really enjoyed being on. And yeah, man, anytime I'm, I'm, I can make myself available for it. This is great.
1: All right, thanks a bunch. Have a great day. You take care now. Yeah. Bye. Dr. Spencer Morton, our guest here on Calling All Sports with Vance Thompson Vision. You can build
0: life-saving fire trucks at
1: Rosenbauer in Lyons, South Dakota. The world's largest manufacturer
0: of fire trucks is now hiring. Right now, they're looking for electrical technicians in particular and paying $22 an hour or more based on experience. Their training program is top-notch. To see all positions that are available, go to buildfiretrucks.com, where you can apply online. Join the incredible Rosenbauer family today in Lyons, South Dakota. Find out more. Or at buildfiretrucks.com. Equal opportunity employer including veterans and disability. Orthopedic pain shouldn't disrupt every part of your life. Download our free cataract checklist at vanthomsonvision.com.
1: For that extra special gift, look no further than the Diamond Room. Justin Shadow and his staff will make the entire experience an enjoyable one.
0: We've been helping customers for almost three decades, and Alone Spectre has actually been in the business much longer than that. We have the largest selection of loose diamonds in the region. We also have two in house goldsmiths and two graduate gemologists on staff.
1: Visit the Diamond Room at 3501 West 57th Street, Sioux Falls, or call six. 305-362-0008 for an appointment
0: or you can always check out our new website at thediamondroom.com no one has a handbook for what we're living through today
1: which is why the experience you have access to makes all the difference in how you make it to tomorrow for decades Dakota Bank has worked with ag producers through industry economic and regional changes we're committed to agriculture we're committed to the producers and families that make our communities great Go with commitment, experience, and
0: integrity. Dakota Bank, banking, insurance, mortgage, and trust. Member FDIC, equal
1: housing lender. Insurance and trust, not FDIC insured. I'm Brian Corey of Corey Insurance. And I'm Sheldon Kosky. We've been working together for over 30 years.
2: My dad, Randy Corey, started the business, and we've been taking care of all our customers' insurance needs since 1970.
1: Whether it's your home, auto, or business, we are a trusted choice, independent agency with access to all the products you need to keep you protected. And there's no better feeling than that.
2: Our customers are like family. We get to know your situation and match your needs for our best and most affordable insurance options. Whether you are new to Sioux Falls or a longtime resident, Cori Insurance is your trusted choice.
1: And Brian, we've carried on the tradition of supporting the local community in a wide variety of activities.
2: We live in the best part of the world, and we want to make sure it stays that way for you
1: we Cory Insurance. Coverage, commitment, and value since 1970.
2: Call us at 605-336-6303 or check out our website at CoryInsurance.com.
0: Welcome back to Calling All Sports. This portion of the show is brought to you by Sanford Health, Rosenbauer, Vance Thompson Vision, Dakota Bank, The Diamond Room, and Comfort King.
1: And by Lewis Drug celebrating eighty one years in business as of last February. Uh they opened up in nineteen forty two and here they are in sixty locations now. They are your first stop, in my opinion, they're your only stop. It doesn't matter what you what you happen to need, they probably got it. Uh and and they are so good with things. You know, they're the people that help in the pharmacy are phenomenal. I love their greeting cards. They're my post office half the time. Lewis Drug is indeed your first stop. And if you're hungry, <sighs> Arby's has got the meats. <laughs> They've got the treats. They got whatever you might need at Arby's. It's also a great place to work. So is Lewis Drug for that matter. Um, if you like wearing blue, you'll love working at Lewis Drug. And at Arby's, it's, you probably get to nibble on a curly fry every now and then too, if you're working there, which I, I, That'd be a bad situation for me because I just, they'd find me back in the kitchen eating curly fries all the time, but it's a wonderful place to work. Mike Walls has created a tremendous environment and we sure love the fact that there's so many Arby's in our, in our neighborhood here. We'll have a best of show tomorrow because they are, they are re, they are putting carpet on our floors in here and there's glue on the floor. So we'll talk again live Monday.
2: Looking for inspiration to find...